Welcome to The Things We Say. I'm Sheldon. And I'm Nate. This is a topical podcast where the topics are chosen at random. Sometimes they will be profound, and sometimes they will be stupid. But no matter what, we have a lot to say about them. We are known for the things we do. We become the things we think. We live the things we believe. These are the things we say. One of these times I thought that we should sing our intro and just call it These Are the Things We Sing. <laughs> I don't know how I feel but about that But I think they would win and yeah. I would feel bad. I'm not loving that. I'm Sheldon. <laughs> and I'm Nate. And we're back on the things we say. You know, speaking of our theme song, <laughs> Kayla always complains that it's not fast enough. I don't know what that means exactly because, I mean, it drives. It's got good, you know, momentum, but it's not like a... It's not like a punk song or anything, but she wants it to be screamo or I don't know what she wants. She's not really been able to articulate it well to me. We don't talk fast enough. No, it's it's literally the music. Oh, it's the music. She complains the about the music. Slow. Yeah. Yeah. But I think it is very appropriate for one what of we these do. times you should play it in like uh one and a half speed. <laughs> it's just like <laughs> just a mess with her. Oh, she'd yeah. love that. There you go. She'd love that. <laughs> So we are in the middle of ridiculous gale force winds here in Worcester yep. slash Wayne County, I guess. You could go the whole whole county, I'm sure. Thankfully, we're not recording from our previous location because it's out of power. Yes. So. Yes. Yeah. So we're still at my parents. And so we got one more week here. And so thankfully, we're we're not freezing to death in my home currently. <laughs> Without power. Without power. So and the so only reason not that you're this. hearing this podcast is because the power is on. Yes, and where we're at, and yes. not not where we would have been recording. Our, and I if would it just gets, said, nah, we'll get it. Next that's time. right. And if it randomly gets cut off, we'll just we'll just share what, however much of it we have done. That's how committed we are to this. That's right. That's right. Nah, we'll get it next week. Hallelujah! All right. So I have the did you know again this week? Awesome. Um. So here you go. Did you know that Elvis Presley was a twin? What on earth? Yes. No. Yes. However, his twin did not survive. His, oh, his twin was Jesse Presley. He was an identical twin, and he was delivered 35 minutes before Elvis, and he was stillborn. An identical an twin. An identical twin to Elvis Presley. So it's one of those things where you look at it and you go, what would have happened what if he would have survived? Have yeah. Wow. Yeah. So just one of those wow. weird curiosities. Now, I don't know this. Was he the oldest in his family? He was an only child. He was an only child. He was the only so, child, yeah. Instead of being an only child, he would have grown up with a brother. Right. Like what like the dynamics of what would have changed there. Exactly. Whether yeah. Yeah. Wow. And one could even make the argument that uh, because obviously people who have been twins and uh lost that twin especially when they're identical or whatever, sometimes it has led to uh identity quirks. Yes. And so you almost wonder even too his pursuit of fame and his pursuit of all the things he ended up going after, how much that would have that drive would have changed had his twin survived and he'd had that uh, that companionship throughout his life. Yeah, so, yeah, and because of that, also his parents became unusually close to him, uh, and not bad. Just they were an exceedingly close family, and uh, again, you wonder what would have changed had uh, had he he survived. So. Huh. Yeah, we might have ended up with the Presley boys instead of Elvis Presley, or we may not know who the Presleys were at all uh, had his his twin survived. Wow, unreal. Yeah. I I was just talking about this with a friend of mine. Um, there's a teen that we know that just had brain surgery. Oh, yeah, yeah. Last week, like hours and hours long brain surgery, and he did like part of a day of school last week and yeah. was at church this week. Yeah. Unbelievable crazy turnaround stuff. time. Yeah. Uh, and I was like, you know, 20 years ago, that would have been a life changing event yeah. for him. Like, and, and today, like we are living in amazing times. Yeah, it really is incredible. Like, I'm not saying that, you know, babies aren't still stillborn or not survive or right, that kind of right. thing, but, but the, you, the you wonder, dramatic change. wonder what would have been if that would have, if he had been born today, Yeah, you know, and maybe through better prenatal care or whatever, right. like you never know. Right. But 
we we are living in absolutely amazing times. Yeah. So yeah, and uh, with that, let me do a shameless plug here. Now that I've thought of that, since yeah. you mentioned that, uh, my cousin, who I am really close to, and uh, we've been really really good friends for oh, a yes. long time, has actually started his own podcast called The Singularity Saints. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's essentially talking about some of these very things, you know, the fact that we're living in really technologically and uh, medically incredible times and uh, talks about all the pros and cons of that, but also is spending the majority of time talking about what that means theologically and some trying to have some of the discussions that he feels like the church needs to start having. Is he an ordained minister? He is in the oh, Church of the Nazarene cool. as well. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. And uh, he is uh, he is like me, but smarter than me. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> it's probably so a good now way we're to put advertising it. for a smarter podcast. But I will, I will, I will, I will give him a shameless plug. Check no, him out, awesome. the Singularity Saints podcast. It's it's great. I've been listening to it. I don't know if Sheldon has, but I have, and I've enjoyed it a great deal. I fired up an episode. See, or there two. you go, there you yeah. go, there you go. Anyway, um, so what do we got tonight, Sheldon? What are we gonna do? Um, so one of the things that we have done in the past, and we felt a need to go back to it a little <laughs> bit, was things we don't understand. Because there um, are so many. And the reason I felt like abandoning the things we don't understand was because it had kind of turned into a, a gripe fest <laughs> where we would like come up with our latest gripe for the week and just use that. Yeah. And so tonight I kind of wanted to go the route of we're going to be real about our ignorances yes. <laughs> this week. Yes. And um, me and Jess, and I don't know if it's larger than us, but at least in our house, we talk about people having like these black holes in their experience yeah. where like you'll be going along and thinking that, you know, pretty much something about everything right? until somebody asks you to call upon a piece of knowledge that you have no point of reference for right. whatsoever. Like, um, trying to think of one right now that I'm not going to use later on, <laughs> but you'll, you'll have these things. Okay. For me, I grew up in the era of Men in Black being a huge thing. Oh, yeah. But somehow I missed the movies when they were in theaters. Really? And I never went back to it at Blockbuster. Like, it just... All my friends had seen it. Yeah. So whenever we'd run to Blockbuster to get a movie, they weren't like, oh, let's, let's grab Men, Men in Black, Black and yeah. watch that. We had, they had all seen it. And so it just never came up, and it wasn't anything I ever pursued. And I watched it on Netflix maybe three years ago. Really? Yeah. What'd you think of it? It was cool. It's pretty entertaining. I should have seen it before. Yeah, it's pretty entertaining. But like people would try and refer to things from Men in Black, like they give a reference or like a haha joke, and I'm just like, yeah, I have no idea <laughs> what you're talking that's about. Little, that movie is like Will Smith at his best. He's funny, but there's still serious moments. And him and Tommy Lee Jones as a pairing is one of the best yeah. pairings ever. I'm actually really sad they haven't made more films together, just in general. They're, oh yeah, they're, they're you mean pretty off off genre. Yeah, like, yeah, just different. They're just pretty entertaining together. together. Yeah. yeah, so that's that's the idea of this podcast is that we're not we're not necessarily going into like the gripes of things we don't understand. Like I just don't understand why. I'll have a few like, of those. Still. Th- we may still do that, <laughs> a little bit. but uh, we have permission to do that. But that's not the intent. No, no. Um, I've been making a list all week, but Nate's probably going to come up with his on the spot. Yes. So. Yes. Um, we can we can get this started off. I will I will say one of the things that I don't understand. Neither of us really understand Instagram all that well, and you can tell by our Instagram page. Our yes. wives are good at Instagram. Yes, I don't even know what it's called to be good at Instagram. Good at inst inst If you're good at Instagram, you would have fo- followers. Yeah. and interaction with people yeah. more than like the forty people that know you. Yeah. If it weren't for the fact that I am a worship pastor, and I'm literally on stage in front of about a thousand people every week. I don't think anybody would follow me on Instagram. <laughs> I think I think it's just random association. Yeah, because yeah, I don't spend a lot of time with it at all. No, I I don't get what I don't get. Okay, I can do the stories. I figured out how to record it a little bit. Yeah, but then y'all are putting like words on there, and you're putting polls. Yeah. On there, and you're putting like links and fire emojis. Right. And yeah, I don't know. How much time do you guys spend in Too editing? Too much time. Too much time. Is there, there's like a whole editing, and then you'll have like these stories where they go, you have to keep clicking through, and there's a lot of them, and it's like you put like a 30 minute video on here somehow through your phone. I don't yeah. get it. That leads me to the second thing I don't understand, and okay. I've tried to a little bit. 
But this is seriously a black hole. Okay. It's Snapchat. Yeah. I mean, yeah. obviously, it's not wise for me to be on Snapchat for a number of reasons. But people have like referenced it and I don't even get the references. I don't I don't understand how it works. I don't understand like the followers or Yeah. Like my sister's like you should get a Snapchat. We could talk on there. And I'm like we have a phone. Hey, call me. Yeah, yeah we talk on the phone. Yeah. I get yeah. Marco Polo. I I had one for a little while that because my mother-in-law likes to use it and so does my sister-in-law and I realized I only had it so that I could watch them send me a video that just had a filter on it and made them sound and or look weird. And I'm like, I don't understand why I'm doing this anymore. So I quit. Yeah. So I still have a chat, a Snapchat floating out there in the ether somewhere. I don't even remember what my login info is. So, oh, yeah. I have something that saved my life with okay. logins. And this is just going to be a free tip. Okay. One password. It's an app that you remember one password and you put all your logins in there and it's totally encrypted, but I keep all my logins for all my accounts and all of Jess's accounts and all of the kids' Apple IDs, even her dad's Apple ID because <laughs> I'm the one that gets called if he can't log into of course, his phone. Of course. And because I help set it up and it's like, Sheldon's good with those things. <laughs> no, Sheldon keeps a one password app and every time I type in a new password on a thing, I'll go in and put Netflix and use either a username or an email and I'll yeah. put that in there. And then I put the password and it'll even like give you a random password if you want to. And you can yeah. set parameters. It'll give you a password or you can type your own in. Yeah. But that has saved my no doubt. life. Well, I use basically like three passwords that have no relation to anything. Like nobody could figure out what these passwords are based on birthdays. But if you or use them across platforms, it's not safe. Right. But I, but I am able to do through capitalization and through spaces and different things like that. I have different formats even for each of those three passwords. Sure. So yeah, randomness, but my wife at times has had a black book Yeah. and writes them all down. And then the black book gets lost or there's two black books. Yeah. And then we're thumbing through way too many black books and way too many passwords. Oh yes. And I'm like, listen, there has got to be a modern American way of doing this. Yes. So yes, absolutely. (laughs) One password. It's, well, that, it's fantastic. And then you make your one password something <laughs> super complicated and you, you just remember that yeah. one and then it keeps all the other. Um, something that I consider a complete black hole of knowledge for me. Okay. I don't understand Microsoft Excel. Like all I right. do not understand it. I have gotten in there and tried to experiment with it and mess with it myself and it doesn't do anything. Like I click buttons. I try to type. I try... I literally can't make it function and I just don't use it. When I actually see the, I get minor anxiety when I see the icon for it on any of my computers and I just, don't, I, I don't get it. I don't get how it works. I don't find it user-friendly or easy to navigate at all. It's awful. The only way I've gotten good at anything in Excel is by wanting to do something, going on to Google Typing it into Google and being like, okay, I want to do this in Excel. And then it'll tell me, it'll tell me, this is how you do it. This is, this is what you need to do and where you need to type it. And then I can do that. But that, I only know Excel by Googling what I want to do and then remembering it the next time I'm in there. It's like PowerPoint. Yeah, I don't use PowerPoint either. Yeah, but yeah, I, I have to use both. I, ways, I used to do before Planning Center came along. I used to do scheduling on that, and it was literally me emailing out a Excel spreadsheet to everyone. Like, here's the schedule, and I used somebody else's template that they'd already set up, and I couldn't edit it. I didn't know what to, like. It was maddening. It was just the worst thing in the world. And the worst part about it is I would get it all set up. I would send it out. And then everybody would send me back, oh, no, I can't do this date. I can't do that date. And so then I'd have to remake the entire thing. Oh, I got you. Send it out again. So I'm just very bitter about it. So at this point, I, I just won't. Even if I even if I had to, I just I wouldn't. I would find an alternative. But, yeah, I don't understand Excel Microsoft is Excel. is its own language. Yeah. It really is. And it's not one that I care to learn. One that I just ran into this week, I don't understand Apple getting rid of the headphone jack. It is super annoying. Huh. 
This phone does not have a headphone jack. Yeah. It's the one thing I hate about it. I've I've not I just realized we could completely mix up our phones now because we have the same uh yeah, we kind have of. pretty much the same yeah. uh case for it. Anyway, totally random. Uh I I kinda get it in that they're trying to do something new and utilize Bluetooth more and these different things. And for me, it's not that big a deal because the majority of what I do, the only time I plug in my iPhone to use it is with, uh, in my car, which I have an adapter in there. So it's no big deal. Just pop it in there. Um, I guess I have an adapter with this, with my headphone case here so that I can, you know, at the gym, if I've got it or whatever, but I really don't use it. I have a Bluetooth speaker. That's normally what I'm streaming to. If I want to stream something or if I want to, Listen to something at home. I stream it through my Apple TV. So I, I, it has not been an inconvenience for me. Uh, gotcha. Although my wife did throw away her adapter when we got our new iPhones because she didn't know it was in there, which means she didn't actually check the packaging, <laughs> and she just threw it away. And it's like a $10 item, which is not a lot, but when you throw it away, it seems like a lot more than what it actually is. Now I have to go buy yeah, this thing. It was very frustrating. Very frustrating. But yeah, I mean, I, I get what they're trying to do, I don't know if the technology that they want to start utilizing is really quite there and accessible yet, but that's been common for Apple too. They've always done kind of a, they've always had one or two weird quirks that kind of push something forward that people aren't quite ready for, but eventually they're like, oh yeah, okay, I get it now. So we'll see if this is one of them. I think it's because they just bought, they bought Beats and they want you to get wireless headphones. Also likely and (laughs) sounds very plausible to me. Okay. Here's one that I I really don't understand. The number of preachers, pastors, youth leaders, and people in church situations that will stand up, and then these are guys. Okay. And they will introduce their wife. As their better half? No. As like somehow describing her physical beauty, like saying, my smoking hot wife. Oh, Yeah. I don't get it. <laughs> like there is literally thousands of ways of describing the woman you're married to without standing up in front of everybody and being like, check out this babe. <laughs> oh yeah. I married her. I put a ring on that. Yeah. And it's like, this is not the time or place, brother. <laughs> like you could say that she's courageous, that she's awesome, that she's creative, that she's, you know, that she's dynamic. Yeah. You know, she's outgoing, vivacious. I you could say you could say almost anything. Yeah. What is one thing that most women are self-conscious about? Having their physical appearance accentuated in front of a whole room of people. Yeah. Yeah. I never really thought of that. It's unbelievable to me, and I, I don't get it. Every time think, it happens, my jaw almost hits the yeah, floor. Yeah, I don't like, think I've ever described Kayla that way. I mean, although I think that of her. Well, absolutely. I, I don't think I've, I think I've, you know, my lovely wife, or I've maybe used the word beautiful, but yeah, never. Even that's treading on a line. Never. I don't think I would any, do it in front of a, a bunch of but people. Even, but even beautiful is a generalization. It doesn't yeah, necessarily pertain, pertain only it, to physical. Yes. Yeah. But... Yeah, I uh, shout out to Ethan Flack here, which Ethan, I don't even know if you listen to us, but I remember once when I was in the midst of my relational woes and he was talking to me about it and he said, don't you worry, man, one of these days, some smoking hot righteous fox is going to come marching into church and you'll just know that's the one. <laughs> and so I've always kept that in the back of my head, smoking hot righteous fox. I kind of like that. <laughs> that is really good. <laughs> but it's probably not something you would say by way of introduction. No, I no. just don't get it. No. Like, I think it, I think it came... From the church for so long, not talking about sex in church and not talking about, you know, uh, relationship between a husband and wife a whole lot. Yeah. And it was and it was more, you know, more pious than that. And we were we weren't going to get down in the nitty gritty and talk about this. And then it became a thing. Well, yeah, we're free to talk about this as well, to the point that we start just going for things that we should probably this is not the time or place. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I just don't think it's very considerate. And I, I just don't understand mm. why people would do it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, anyway. 
That's one of mine. Did you have one of yours that you had to get out? No, I'm just kind of now. I'm just mulling that over in my head, so I don't really know where I'm going to go now. Kind of stolen my brain power. It's okay. Yeah, I I don't understand uh, the the KJV only people. I I don't get you. I I don't understand. It was not the Bible that Jesus read. No, it was not somehow like there was no Bible that Jesus read. He did not carry a pocket New Testament and or or and a pocket Old Testament. It it he did didn't not exist carry like it any exists word now. of no. the Lord with him. Oh, but he did. Oh, he did. <laughs> yes. Sorry, Jesus juke there. Yeah, yeah. Had to do that. Had to. I'm sorry. Sorry. He was the word of the Lord, but he didn't carry like something written down. Yeah. The well, scroll stayed in the synagogue. I just I don't understand a fun- fundamentalist view of what scripture is in general. Uh, let alone the King James only people, but just that idea that I had a discussion. Somehow the pinnacle of biblical interpretation was whatever we had available to us back when Shakespeare was, before Shakespeare was alive. Well, and I I had a discussion. uh, I just finished a preaching class, and I had a discussion with somebody in that where they were talking about preachers preaching a message that's only topical and not biblical. And I was like, okay, hang on. I was like, what if somebody's in a situation where they're sharing their testimony and they share the gospel, but it's in a place where they can't necessarily use scripture or scripture means nothing to their audience? Does that mean that their message is not biblical, even though it aligns with scripture? And so it got into this whole thing. And I, and I pointed out to them, I said, if that's your standard, then Paul and Jesus and a whole lot of people that you think are great did not preach biblical messages because they didn't, they didn't have a broken down uh, yeah. uh, exegeted understanding. Uh, well, they knew had that understanding, but not a not a. They didn't put that forward in a sermon. It wasn't all expository preaching. Right, right. And so, uh, for me, I'm like the idea is that it's 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 it can be bl- biblically sound without having scripture in it when you're trying to convey a message. Um, oh yeah. And that that was just. But yeah, that's that's totally lost the, to me. That idea that God has said everything He is going to say, and it's all in the Bible. That doesn't even match with what the Bible claims. The perfect point is the parables. Yeah. A lot of those included no scripture whatsoever. And sometimes it was capped off by a scriptural argument. Yeah. But a lot of them was just And half the time it was Jesus saying, and, and here's how you've gotten scripture wrong. Yeah. And he's making he's making up these stories on the spot. They're not even of people that actually lived or right. did any of this. Right. He's just telling you an allegory. Right. Right. So yeah, I've I've never really understood that. Um, still don't understand. The more I've gotten into biblical study, the less I understand it. It, it seems a much more flawed uh, concept than even what I originally thought. Here, here's something I was thinking about the other day. You know how God created entire worlds with just his word? Yeah. What would be interesting to me is to wonder if Jesus, by telling a parable, there once was a man... It went from Jerusalem to Jericho. Mm. Whether by telling that story, since it was the word of God, did it actually create something that happened? Like that's he's an, telling that's it. An interesting he's idea. he's I mean, telling it's... it as a story, and he could be making it up on the spot of like, "Hey, yeah. this is a story of something to convey a larger message." Right, as opposed what to like his... peeling back the curtain of yes. time and viewing a moment in time. So, what if as he's telling it? It's actually happening somewhere. Yeah. He's creating this yeah. thing that, that had happened. Maybe the prodigal son thing did happen somewhere, you know, randomly that he would have known about as God. Yeah. But in his human form, he didn't necessarily, quote unquote, know that story, but he was speaking yeah. it out and it was it had yeah. happened. It's an it's one of those things that doesn't matter, but it's an interesting it's an interesting thought. Like I think it's almost impossible for that not to be the case. Because if if God is making something up and speaking it out, yeah. It's happening. But again, that's one of those things where you look at it and say, was that one of the things that Jesus would have laid aside in laying aside his divinity oh, yeah. to become so yeah, there's all kind that, of that's fascinating. That is, yeah, there's me. all I'm kind like, of debate you could have around that. Yeah, that's interesting. Because somewhere there may have been a guy that was digging in his field <laughs> and randomly came across a pearl of great price. Yes, no doubt. <laughs> Simply because Jesus used it in a parable. It's interesting. Yeah, that that would that would be. <laughs> there's no way you can possibly prove it because it yeah. could have been a different nation entirely. 
You know, it could yeah. have been a completely different context. It wouldn't even have had to have been, except for the guy traveling from Jerusalem to Jericho, because right. it gives us specific Specifics, spot. yeah. Although there is context to that. And that's one of the things that I found so interesting about looking at Jesus' parables is they're all so relevant to what's topically or currently going on. It was basically yeah. like he plucked something out of the news and said, hey, this is a thing. Now I'm going to tell a story based on that. Yeah. Because that road from Jericho to Jerusalem was known to be really, really treacherous because it was a very winding road. And it was common for bandits to lay in wait on either side because they could literally hide until you were right up on them and then you couldn't do anything about it. Um, so yeah, it would have had an immediate association for people using that setting. Like, I know exactly what he's talking about. My brother got robbed on that road. Like that kind of thing. You know, it, it, it'd be like it'd be like him starting... <laughs> Oh, can I say that? It'd be like him starting a discussion with, so there was this guy walking in downtown Chicago late at night, and yeah. everybody would go, yes, we know what this is going to. Oh, here. randomly, last week I was I made some reference to the number of people that were in the KKK. Yeah. I looked that up this week. Okay. Um, it it The Southern Poverty Law Center says that it's between four and 8,000 people. Yeah. I believe. And I, I texted this to you, so I think... Oh, I can that's find right. It you out. did. Yeah. yeah. I think I can go back and find it. But uh, yeah, five to 8,000 members. So probably like 3,000 people max. Yeah. Because <laughs> the Southern Poverty Law Center has a, has a thing with creating bigger monsters right. than actually are. Like, right. Yes, the KKK is real. They're bad. We, we despise them. Five to eight thousand people. That does that. That sounds very low. And then I'm like, okay, so if it's like three thousand people, what what else is like three thousand people? And I looked it up. Uh, roughly the same number of people shot in Chicago last year. <laughs> oh, I hope those numbers so there don't is a correlate. KKK Chicago connection for just Jesse Smollett oh, if he goodness. was looking for one. Yeah, that has become a real dumpster fire. <laughs> that's for sure. So anyway, we've really segued. Yeah, but. I was here's, just here's a here's there. a don't understand, and this is somewhat of a rant. Okay, for me, not a rant, but this is a gripe. This is a gripe. <laughs> I do not understand why people are paying a ton of money to watch live action remakes of great Disney films. Huh? Cinderella, Beauty oh, the and the Lion Beast. King. They're doing the Lion King. They're also working on Aladdin. I'm like, these films were perfect. As yes. they were released. They were perfect. And not only that... Well, they become iconic. Right. They're, they're, and they were, but they were perfect when they came. I mean, like, The Lion King was mind-blowing. The visuals were incredible. The music was awesome. Like, yep. it was just unreal. And, and, and you know, Disney kind of went a little south after that and uh, kind of had some struggles with, uh, with putting a good product out until the Toy Story thing came along. But um, I don't understand why people are going to see movies that... Was Pixar? It's the Disney? exact yeah. Oh, okay. Actually, Pixar was George Lucas. All right. As was Dolby Digital. As what he he owned everything for a while there, <laughs> um, which is why the prequel movies were so unchecked because he literally was 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 the god of movie making at that at that era. Anyway, but I don't understand why you would go and spend so much money to see a movie that has as much, if not more, animation than the original movie had due to all the CGI that's in it. And it has the same plot, it has the same songs, and it's just not even done in, in as fantastic a way as these animated films were that were already perfect. You didn't need yeah. you didn't need it's it's the thing that nobody asked for, but everybody is paying for. And I don't understand it. Um, I will admit I am a little entertained at the idea of Will Smith playing the genie in uh So where are these being shown? Is Will Smith on like a traveling group? That's Going to Broadway, like no, no, does no, he it's, live no, no, in no. New York? No, 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 no. These are actual films. Oh, they're doing films. actual films. I understand Broadway adaptations because that's a whole other medium. Okay, that's what I thought no, you were talking about. But they are about. taking, Live. they're taking, they're taking these cartoons that were phenomenal. These, these animated movies. Are they putting movies. them on TV? Uh, okay, no, and they're actually and Disney is, re is Disney is re-releasing them. Has been re-releasing them as. Live action films. On what platform? Netflix? Through theaters. No, straight up. Re-releasing them. And they're making a ton of money. People are flocking to see these movies. So they're not putting out a new product. They're doing the exact same thing they've done and just going back and recycling. They're just making it live action, which The Lion King is all CGI. So I don't understand how you're, 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 you're making a computer-generated cartoon instead of an animated cartoon. Is it, that what's coming out this summer? 
Yes, I believe so. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I thought that looked really good. But I, but, but I don't get it. Like they already made that movie and it was great. I thought they were just doing a brand new, like CGI version. I didn't realize they're going to have live people in it. Oh, that one won't because there are no humans in it. So it's just going to be, and you can't train an animal. Exactly. So it's just going to be another, it's going to be another degree of animation, but it's just, it's, it looks real. I know it doesn't make any sense, I, but people will flock to see. It. I mean, I'll be honest; I may go see the Lion King just because I love oh, that I'm film. I'm going to see the Lion and King, and I didn't get to see it in theaters when it came out because that was still taboo for me back in the day. And that's a whole discussion we could have at some point. The too. Lion King was taboo. <laughs> no, going to the theater. Oh, yeah, yeah, going to the theater was taboo at the small Mennonite Bible college I yeah. went to. Yeah. But anyway, I don't understand that. I don't understand. And people who... <laughs> That's another story. And this is as someone time. who loves Disney. I love Disney in the 90s. I love the products they were putting out. I don't understand why people are flocking to see these movies when they're just... They're, they're not even as well done as the originals. And I don't, I don't understand. I literally don't understand that in there any fashion. Go. I didn't know that that's what was yeah, happening. After we do this, I'll scroll through and show you a bunch of... Uh, the films they've done and the, the massive amounts of money that they've made. See, I'm totally ignorant. I don't understand the game of cricket. It's like baseball. So confusing. It's like, it's enough like baseball that w- when I watch it, I think I should know what's happening. Yeah. And then they'll do something that I'm like, wait, what is happening at all? Yeah. I don't, like, we even tried to play. Uh, I'm trying to think if. Uh, the only word that's coming to my mind is like a bastardized version mm. of it in in uh, in high school phys ed class. Okay. Sorry, I don't have another word in my head for it's for a proper that. word. I know, yeah. but I was I didn't want to get us it's like rated rated. No, it's uh, fine. It's correct. Anything for that, but yes, it is a correct use. But um, I was there. We played a version of it in high school phys ed, and we didn't play it well. Yeah. And. I kind of understood at that time the basic rules, but they couldn't teach you actual cricket enough that I could ever understand. I don't get it. Yeah. All I know is that matches can last multiple days. Oh, dear. Yeah. Yeah. And I I have, I don't, I don't understand why. Tennis matches can too. (laughs) What blows my mind. See, but that makes a little more sense to me because it's, yeah. Anyway. What oh, blows because my tennis, mind, you have to win by two. Right. I get that. What blows my mind is the way that so many cultures that have tried to shun their British influences after they have been liberated or whatever you want to call it. Sure. Why they have retained love for British sports. Yeah. It's weird. It's just weird to me. I mean, it, granted, culture is culture, and when things catch, they catch. It just is what it is. But, like, what... What did what did the Pakistanis do before they had cricket or before they had soccer? You know what did what did they do in, in some of these? Like I would like to know what are the games that we but lost. There are from empirical rule, there are a number of things that stick with the cultures that they rolled over. So no sports doubt. in the British yeah. Empire, and I mean you can see that with languages in South America. Yeah. And like there was a number of influence that come from empires. Yeah. And they're, they're we could have a whole states. podcast just on that. Yes. And we course. probably should do that sometime because I got lots of thoughts on that. Wow. I'm, <laughs> I'm too ignorant there. So I, I may let you do that and I'll display my ignorance there. <laughs> but yeah, I don't get cricket. And yeah. I, but my problem is I feel like I do yeah. when I'm watching it. And I'm it like, looks oh, like I can should, see that it these looks people like it should are be winning. Familiar. Yeah. That was a good play. And then all of a sudden I'm like, I'm not sure that was. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, <laughs> I get yeah, rugby a little I, more. I, I did a lot of reading about cricket to kind of try to understand the rules, and I don't remember a lot of it now. Sure. I'd have to go back and read it again, but it also made me realize like I don't really care to know about cricket. I, I'm not interested in. I'm still learning the nuances of sports that I love. Yes, there are still things that pop up in baseball sometimes, and I'm like, what is that? What just happened there? And same with basketball. You know, it's like I. Well, in football as well. Probably more football. I used to wonder why in football, sometimes when the defense jumps off sides, you get a free play and it just keeps going. Yeah. And sometimes they blow it all dead and then they say unabated to the quarterback. Yeah. And I'm like, that's a dumb reason to do anything. <laughs> and, then, and then I realized 
the the whole unabated to the quarterback is just if someone jumps off sides far enough that they're past the offensive lineman yeah and there's nobody between them and the quarterback you cannot let that play continue or the quarterback will die yeah we're blowing this play dead for the safety of the quarterback <laughs> to not kill the quarterback because in normal offsides if he just like fell forward and went across the ball yeah. accidentally but he was still blocked and the play could continue yeah you would just say you would call you would throw the flag call it offsides but unabated to the quarterback is such a weird word yeah and and it stops the whole game and everybody just like Ugh. Yeah. It's just like the whole thing pauses and then we have to yell unabated to the quarterback. Yeah. Move everybody back. We move the defense back five yards and then we yeah. go. And I was just like, this is so weird. It's like offsides, but weird. Yeah. Speaking <laughs> but, of that, a thing I don't understand related to football. Okay. I don't understand Tim Tebow not remaining in the NFL. And from two perspectives. One. Playoff winning quarterback Tim Tebow. I've I've talked about I've talked about the fact that he just had a certain energy, and he just he won. You know, he won a lot, and that's the point of football is to win. I understand he had drama that would go along with him and all that because the media attention he had. But I also don't understand it from his perspective, where his insistence was, assistance was, well, no, I'm just going to be a quarterback. Why? Like, if you want to play pro football, play pro football. Do some other things. Like, do some other things that work for you. Yeah. People in baseball do that all the time. How many guys are pitchers and they end up being outfielders in the MLB? Like, it's Julian just, Edelman was a quarterback. Yeah. So, so I don't understand that from both sides of that. I don't understand why an NFL uh, franchise was not like, you know what? We'll try this guy. I was actually surprised the Browns didn't give him a try because he kind of had... He, he, he did not have the skill of Baker Mayfield, but he had this, a lot of the same attitude as Mayfield in terms of like drive to win and just like being all about yeah, enthusiasm and all that. Uh, so I was really surprised. I was, I was hopeful that they would actually go after him. After him. I thought that would have been a good spark. Um, but, and I didn't understand when, they kept, when some of the teams were saying, hey, we'll take you as this, and he refused. So from both sides of that, I don't understand Tim Tebow not being in the NFL. Yeah, pro football is a lot of drama. Yeah. That's just that's it's just, just too thing. short. It's so short that I, I'm convinced that's why there's so much drama in it, because it's 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 such a oh, build up to it. Everything has to be packed into 16 yeah. games. Yeah. And yeah. and obviously you can't really lengthen the season of football. It's not like basketball or baseball. It's like, yeah, we'll just add 10 more games. No, people would die. Yeah. People would die very quickly. Baseball needs to lose games to get me interested and I also dis- put I an disagree. electronic um, behind I the I also plates. disagree because that's... Call balls and strikes when they're actually balls and strikes. But it's but it's relative because what you've got to find no, out... It's no, it's not. No, no, there it is, is a strike zone. There is a strike zone, but it varies also <sighs> from umpire to umpire. That so should part never of the, be. No, but it is part a of the pitchers, of the game. It but goes listen, from your knees to part, your waist But part of the pitcher's the job... Part of the pitcher and catcher's job, and even the batter, is to say, okay, how is this guy calling today? What can that I get away with? That should never be a part of the is, game. it is, and it's a beautiful part of the game. It's I part of the strategy of the game. I for years, and I still think that we have the technology in Major League Baseball. But I do not and think... And it's right there. I, I can do see not it on think, my screen if I it was do a not ball think or strike. it would make the game better. I think the game would lose a dynamic that it has historically and necessarily had. And the whole scoreboard, all the way around these stadiums, they have whole scoreboards that go around. You could just put up like a, one line of like green LEDs, like it just goes bling. I like would green. I would be green sad. Green for strikes, red for I balls. I would be sad because Move it I along, like people. I like the variation. I like being we able like to complain. We like shouting at the umpire. <laughs> we like you know just carrying. He can be there to keep the peace of the game. I just don't want him calling yeah. balls and strikes. He can call out and safe. I don't even care about that. The balls and strikes have to be yeah. a real thing. You can have electronic tennis lines. I don't. I honestly don't understand at this as, at this stage a, of the at as this, a lifelong diehard oh, baseball fan. No, I'm going to completely disagree with you. I don't. I don't ever I've want electronic means. Too. I don't ever want electronic means. I the more the game can remain the same, catcher. the better. I've played pitcher. I've played catcher. <laughs> I, As have I, oddly enough. Like I don't, I don't want this guy calling balls and strikes. There, there are rules that say this ball was outside or this ball was a strike, True. and it needs to be, it needs to be a pass fail. 
We can't have all this. If the NFL had anything close to that, people would lose lose their minds. Well, but here's the thing, and you're going to hate me for saying this, but the NFL is like... <laughs> well, holding should be five it's, yards. But the, the NFL is like but the lowest anyways. common denominator sports fan. Everybody is a fan of the NFL. Everybody is a fan of football. Because it's not all that complex. It's easy to watch. It's easy to see. I would it's say fast that football's moving. Football's rule book is longer than baseball. Its rule book is, but it's in terms of how its how its play works. There's not a lot of stoppage comparatively to. It's amazingly baseball. Compl- complex. I, I know it is, but it's not complex to be a fan of. That's true. At all, baseball is. There's a lot that if you don't know what's going on, you don't get the game. It just seems long yeah. and ridiculous to you. Um, you know, basketball is kind of the dead in between of those two things, uh, but. And and obviously that the numbers pan that out because of how many people are fans of football. Like it is the American sport. Um, so it just makes me furious watching <laughs> baseball games and being able to see it on my television. That but it's you a ball. also but you and they're also calling have it a to strike admit, in the stadium. But you also have to admit you love the times when a call goes your way for your team. There's a rush to that moment when you know you got away with something. When I was a catcher and I could frame a pitch, I felt good. Yeah. But I should not be controlling that element of the game. But it I, was a it was a ball, and I pulled of, it into the strike it's zone. It's one of the layers I love. I, I I couldn't I couldn't. Yeah, I don't even love that they do. The goal with framing a pitch when when you're at the high school level is to get the ump to start calling things off of your glove, right, and not off of the plate, right. So the first couple innings, you'll as the ball comes in, you'll stop it. You'll stop your glove right where it was. Yeah. And, and you'll give them a good point of reference for the first couple innings. And then when it matters, you start pulling the glove back just slightly to the place that you want it to be. Yeah. And you can you can frame when most of the pitches are fastballs. And there are a few like there are a few uh, off, like off speed or. Yeah. Um, what I'm talking about. Just junk where people are throwing curveball sliders. And right. All right, that. right. But most most of it is you know, straight down the plate. And so you can, you can frame them a lot easier if he starts calling them off your glove. Yeah. And there's ways of figuring that out, but it, it, I, I just, it, tennis gives you an electronic boundary. Yeah. And they know right away whether like within millimeters of whether that ball was in or out. Right. And they don't need. They've had a judge for years looking down the line, right? But and calling I would also, in or out, right? But I would also make the argument that line judges are not. I don't want to get into that. No, line I judges so much are umpires. <laughs> we we won't get it, we won't get strikes. into what I was going to say. Yeah, we're not going to get into that. Anyway, All right. All moving right. on. Anyway, moving on. I don't understand cricket. That's where that. Came yeah, from. yeah, and got to do a long run. I I don't understand promposals. Oh gosh, no. For this reason. I don't understand prom. I feel well. Yes, I feel like promposals <clears throat> are something that women got away with. Okay, open that up a little. Okay, because it used to be a proposal was like the most elaborate a guy would get to ask for the affections of a girl. Yeah. Okay, so that would be the most elaborate, and for years that meant maybe getting to a scenic spot. Or yeah. a spot that was fairly important, getting down on one knee with a ring. Those were the basic elements. Right. And then I would say maybe 15 years ago, it became a thing where like proposals were getting bigger and bigger. Oh, yeah. And more storylines attached. And people had been doing the stadium proposals for a long time. Oh, yeah. Because there's nothing more intimidating than asking a girl to marry you in front of thousands of people. Or or more dumb or yeah. hillbilly. You better know. In my opinion. You better know what you're asking there. <laughs> <coughs> but but then there was a great uh, there was a great theft of women getting getting all of that, getting all of the elaborate things that had been built into pr- actual marriage proposals. Yeah, and getting it all for a prom date. Yes. Just to go with you to prom. Yeah. You've got this guy spending sometimes hundreds of dollars and locations, getting lots of people involved. Yeah. Really I elaborate. 
And for what? Well, and it's especially you're going weird to, to me. a supervised dance. The weirdest part about about it is to me is like when it's somebody who's actually dating somebody, and they make a big deal out of yeah asking them the problem. I'm like, if you guys are together and you've been dating for three of your four high school years, it should just be assumed that you're going and you should it just should go. Assu- yeah, if like, you're just going go. to prom, this is the girl you're yeah. going with. Yeah. We all know. I can at least get, not even get behind, but I can at least somewhat understand if you're just saying, hey, I've been friends with this girl. I'm going to just take a shot. Prom's going to be my big thing. I'm going to ask her to the first thing and then we're going to start dating after that. Okay. Maybe I can get a little bit of that. I understand a little bit of that. Wanted to make it more elaborate to... To make it yeah, a memorable even, thing or whatever. Even asking a girl out, like you may have taken her to dinner right. before you asked her out, but like she wasn't getting all of that I, I, just for I a don't prom disagree. Date. But I'm saying that's the only like minor window where I see it making any sense at all. I don't know. I think I think somehow, guys, we've gotten we've gotten the wrong end of that deal. Yes. I would agree with that. Like if I'm gonna go to all that effort, she better be marrying me. I'm just saying that. <laughs> like I'm. I don't know. I was. I was thankful to get married long before all that happened. <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand promposals. Yeah, I don't get it at all. I. I. Yeah, I don't get it at all. Okay, I uh, don't understand fur babies. Do you know what? You mean like pets that people are overly, yes. overly fixated on? Yes. Yes. But calling them like biological children's names. So you will give, first of all, you will probably give your pet a human name, which is neither here nor there, but I personally like naming pets after guns or cars. I think that's usually pretty safe. My nephew is named after a gun. Yeah, there you go. (laughs) I'm not even going to get into naming things. Not with oh, you. My there you go. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. That was that was uncalled for. Oh, there's so many things that are uncalled for. Who cares? Anyway, so <laughs> where was I going? I fur no babies. Idea. Oh, fur babies. Yes. <laughs> yes. Kayla's gonna hate me. <laughs> she won't hate you. She may um, take a swipe at you, but she but won't. But no, hate you. Uh, fur babies. First of all, you're calling a pet a human name generally, and then you're a, you're giving it a middle name, which is even worse. And then you're like talking about it as if it's your biological child. Yeah. And it's like the the worst thing is when you're calling them grandma and grandpa and they haven't oh, had yes. any biological children. And yet, you know that they would love biological children, possibly like this is the worst iteration of it yeah. in my mind is if you are calling them grandma and grandpa and they actually want grandkids and what they have is this yappy dog. Yeah. Yeah. And it's never a big dog. It's always the little tiny things. Or if a my kids ever ask me to play along like that, I'm going to be like, I no. ain't a grandpa to that thing. No. And I will pay the 50 bucks that you paid for that dog to put that thing down. Yeah. And then, yeah, I just if had that's a, gonna solve the I issue. I just had somebody telling me today about the cat, a cat that wakes them up multiple times a night. And I was like, no, I'd shoot that thing. I was like, I don't care if I'd had it since I was a twelve-year-old boy. That thing starts waking allowed, me up. I'd shoot it. I don't think you're allowed to shoot cats or dogs. That's I, under animal cruelty things. Uh, you're not allowed to do it. It wouldn't be cruel. It'd be over. Of, they wouldn't even know what happened. Pretty sure in the state of Ohio, you're not allowed. <laughs> I'm not sure. It doesn't mean it doesn't happen. Yeah, I'm not We're sure. A very I'm rural. not sure how you even regulate that. Uh, you just randomly charge a few people and send them to jail. Nobody does it anymore. <laughs> I'm going to have to it's check like that out. It's like a lot of selectively enforced yeah, that's just laws. A, that seems too Californian to be true in Ohio. That just seems way too California. Yeah, we're still a farming, yeah. farming state, yeah. largely. Yeah. But no, the fur babies thing, it, it, it bothers me. Like, you're calling yourselves parents, and you've never actually had kids. Like I feel for people that can have kids and this is what they've decided to do. And, and I kind of feel, yeah. feel compassion for right. where they're at here. Right. But if you are planning to have kids and you're just like, Oh, this is my kid. Like for now. Yeah. You didn't, you don't go to a store and buy a child. You right. don't buy a license for a child every year. Right. From the state. There's, you don't go, you know, walk your child and let them pee outside. Well, <laughs> oh. 
It is a lot of fun to teach a boy to pee yeah. outside. I'm not. Yeah, that lie. was one of Strong's greatest days of his life when he realized he could do that. One of my friends taught his boys to do that, and then uh, they immediately took to peeing off the porch in full view of traffic, yeah. which was not what he was talking no, about. No, not at all. So. Not at all. Oh, my word. <laughs> and I had a thing, and now it's drifted out of my head with that one. Oh, it's okay. We were talking about fur babies. I, I don't understand it. I, I have dogs and cats. I have great affection oh, I remember for them. That. Yeah. I don't have great affection for a horse. I feel like it ruins everything that I, I want to do. <laughs> I, I can't leave on vacation without finding somebody that wants to care for a horse. Yeah. Uh, to care for an animal that could kick him in the head and kill him. Yeah. Worse yet, just got a diabetic horse. And this thing can't just like roam around and eat the grass. He'll eat too much. And then his hooves get hot. And I don't know. This thing has problems. Yeah. It sounds like it's a got high an actual horse. disease. Yeah. So. I don't understand truck brand loyalty. Oh, yeah. Now, I, I understand brand loyalty. Like, I'm a Honda guy. I love Hondas. have always loved Honda. My family was a Honda family. We're both Apple guys. We like Yeah, that. like yeah. Apple. So yeah. I, get, I, get, I get product loyalty. I get sure. brand loyalty. I don't understand the rage and disparaging attitude associated with truck brand loyalty oh, it's yeah. never just about my truck is superior it's about and ha- and here's how your brand sucks i don't get that at all and i mean that in the in, in every sense like i don't have get it and i don't it's a blind a spot no neither have i no i've driven a few yes but they're just they're all horrible to drive and they're big and clunky and they're fun but they they're not they're not yeah, I don't. I don't get it. I don't get. I've this. driven some very, very nice trucks. Yeah, I've driven some really bad trucks, and I've driven some utility trucks. And they all drive like trucks. They all drive like trucks. They all have their own issues. And I know you truck people are really, really particular. Yes. Which more power to you? It's like I said, it's a blind spot for me. I don't get it. But I'm not saying that it's not okay. You As guys I understand do what you it, do. none of the big three have all the good things together. Yes. They don't, not one particular brand has been able to nail down how you put a good, a good powerful engine yeah. to a good durable transmission yeah. on a frame that has great ride quality and utility. Well, and it's, it's, you have how to come back. How hard can it be? Well, but that's the thing. You have to come back to it like, what's a truck for? Like, if you uh, want, if you want a good ride, don't get a truck. Like, if what you're looking for is a smooth ride, okay, don't get a truck. What opened up the whole con that trucks are <laughs> for me is when I helped a guy change a truck bed. Okay. And we removed the bed of the truck. Yeah. And I'm looking at what's left, and I'm like, we have been conned. The, <laughs> there, there used to be a day when trucks were cheaper than cars. Yes. That's how it should be. Yeah. When you would build your own bed out of slats and... It is, it is unbelievable to me that people will pay for less. You're paying for less interior. Yeah. That's what costs everything in a truck because you have to build that whole shell for yeah. people to sit in and make it comfortable right. and, and user-friendly and all of that. And, and yet you're only building half of that. Yeah. And you're charging twice as much. I guess I just don't understand what truck people in general. What you're charging for is a box that yeah. is exposed to rain. Yeah. And my, my brother-in-law is a truck guy. My father-in-law, not my brother-in-law, I'm sorry. Oh, yeah, my brother-in-law, my sister's husband. He's a truck guy. My my father-in-law is a big truck guy. And, you know, that's fu- I just don't get it. Since this is a podcast where we're displaying our ignorance, right there it is for yeah. me. Yeah. Like, I don't get why trucks are worth more than cars. No. I will refuse to understand it. I don't want to be educated about it no. because I don't care to listen to that entire conversation. Absolutely not. I just want trucks cheaper than cars like they yeah, should be, like as they the Lord be, intended. Without a doubt. All right. And I also want diesel cheaper than gas. Even Always. though all my cars are gas, it takes more to refine gas. Why on God's green earth, <laughs> other than you feel like that the trucking industry can sustain you jacking up the prices much higher on diesel. Yeah. Why on earth is diesel any more expensive than gas is? Yeah. I don't, I, I don't understand it. Yeah. It should be premium gas, then mid-grade gas, then low-grade gas, then diesel, diesel. somewhere, yeah, somewhere down in there. way down. 
Like yeah, below that. I agree. It makes sense. But that's probably why it doesn't happen, because it makes sense. And it doesn't follow supply and demand curves. Right. Here's something for you on a <laughs> did you know, and I, I plan on doing this maybe next week or some other time, but grabbing the actual uh, how much a gallon you are paying to the oil companies for their gas. Okay. It is below 50 cents. Really? Yes. So who are I'm we paying? I'm almost certain of that. And I'm going to go find it. I'll look it all up. So I'll, who are we paying? The government. Oh, I hate those guys. <laughs> You're paying the government. You're, there's, there's federal taxes. There's state taxes. There's like towns. Each, each county has their own yeah. tax on it. That's why it's cheaper in Wayne County than Stark County. And, and all these, there's a tons of different factors. And when gas was super expensive, one of our local gas stations posted it on the pump because they were so sick of hearing about it. Yeah. They posted, this is what we're actually getting for a gallon of gas. Yeah. This is what the oil company is getting. This is what the government is getting. And yeah. I was reading that and I'm like, I'm no longer mad at the gas station yeah. ever. Yeah, I remember, man. I remember. They're not making money on the fuel. They're making money on the stuff inside the little shop. I remember when it hit a dollar a gallon and just being horrified. Yeah. Even then. Yeah. And now here we are paying three, four bucks a gallon. No, we're we're actually great. I mean, we're compared- down now, but I'm saying we had we had we'd been there. We're like we had been there and sat yeah, there. Yeah, four dollars a, a gallon was was pretty wild. That's oh, when geez. nobody was making fun of my Honda Fit anymore. That's right. That's right. Oh, uh, and and this will probably take up the remainder of our time, but I don't understand primaries. I I don't get it. Okay. Primaries for the parties? I understand it for the Republican Party. I don't understand it for the Democratic Party. Yeah. Why would why would you allow a a party as large as the Democrat Party to have super delegates? Yeah. What are you even voting for? Yeah. If your delegates that you're voting for don't decide but anything, but that's how that's how the Democratic Party has gotten to the place where it is, where it's been taken over by the crazies. The super delegates like, think about it. decide back in the all day, your candidates. Back in the day, you had your moderate Democrats, you had your Liebermans, you had like some of these people who it's like they were sane, they were sane, they were more left, but they were sane, and now they've just been completely taken over by the radicals because they've had this system of. Yeah, we'll we'll put in whoever the heck we want, whoever we do. Yeah, we don't it. have to listen to our delegates. So yeah, from, they can be I, as mad as they want. I they understand can chant it. Bernie, Bernie, Bernie. Yeah, and I understand. I understand primaries in the Republican Party. I do not understand primaries in okay. the Democratic Party. If we're talking about the Republican Party, what the heck is a caucus? Yes. Why do we allow this yeah. in this day and age for somebody to gather at an ag hall and call that a vote yeah. or a caucus? That can't be a real thing. <laughs> And here's, okay, Iowa, I'm <laughs> done with you. I'm done with I Iowa. Know. I'm done with New Hampshire. Y'all can get in the back of the line. Yes. We, if I'm, if I'm dictator of America for one day, this is the thing I'm changing. Yeah. One day we all go to the polls. Yeah. And we all have separate Democrat and Republican tickets. Yes. And in one day, all of America votes yes and it will be millions of votes we don't divide it by state we don't divide it by rural or urban or nothing one popular vote on one day it is the super bowl voting and it's gonna be awesome and there will be all the build up and all the ramp up but you know what whoever has the most votes in the republicans is your candidate for president. And whoever is the most votes in the Democrats is your candidate for president. And there's none of this pissing match between... Oh, sorry. I can't say that either. <laughs> You're fine. Just go. We'll edit it out. No, it, we're, we're going to leave, leave it. We're, we're not going to have this peeing match between like this whole gathering of yeah. people and it's whoever has their big chest and can grab as many you know people on their side as they want i don't get it it has to be a popular vote and and i love the electoral college i get it because we are the united states of right. america right. but the parties are not states right 
They I'm are not you. divided. They do not need to be divided al- along state lines because they are national parties. If we're going to have to suffer under a two-party system, I want a Super Bowl. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm totally One day, with you on that. fired up, get chicken wings, let everybody take <laughs> that day off of work. I don't care. Yes. The Democrats want everybody to take off election day for work. If you're going to do that, it better be for a primary. Yeah, I'm with you on that. I'm with you on that. Come on, people. I'm done with your caucuses. I don't care who is in Iowa. Let the whole state do whatever they want. They are not going to be outvoting California and New York and Ohio and Florida who actually decide elections. Right. You're not going to get to say. I Because honestly, New Hampshire picks the worst presidents. Iowa picks the worst presidents. You guys have never set us up well. You do the country a huge disfavor. And I'm done. Just because you have to be first and you can change your own state laws with some dumb vote to make yourself first. And the rest of us don't do it because, hey, it's an inconvenience to us to be voting in January. Yeah. I, oh. I'm with you. My brain hurts every time it comes to primary season. (laughs) It is the worst way to possibly decide anything. Yeah. We don't decide laws this way. We don't decide taxes this way. We don't go to war this way. We wouldn't run a business this way. We If, if a church was like this, nobody would go. <laughs> Is it any wonder people don't vote? I'm if, with you. If you had the Super Bowl voting, everybody would want to vote. I think it needs to literally have that name. The Super Bowl voting. The well, Super Bowl the NFL voting. would sue because they have copyrights. You have to call it the big game or something if you're not using NFL licensed oh stuff. Oh, jeez. Oh, man. I just, I'm so enthusiastic about primaries. And I do think that that's a solution for getting qualified people that actually drive enthusiasm and support. Because you would have had Ron Paul yeah. as the Republican candidate instead of John McCain. Tell me that would have not been great yeah. to have Obama and Ron Paul debating each other. Yeah. That would have been amazing. Yeah. You would have had young and old. You would have had Dr. No and Mr. Present. Yeah. Like their voting records. You would have had yeah. like, you would have had a guy that's been a statesman for years and a guy that's the new up and coming politician. I would have loved No doubt. To that would have been amazing. That. You would have had college campuses divided right down the middle. Well, see, I'm one of those guys, though, that I wish we'd go back to the old system of the one who receives the most votes becomes president, and the one who comes in second becomes vice president. No. I like that. I'll tell you why. Why? You just shoot the president. But see, it's not that simple. Yes, it is. Then your guy gets in. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. It's not that simple because... That's why the vice president has to be on the same page as the If that started to become pattern... There would there would be problems. Like you would, it would obviously. How be many presidents need to get shot before that system goes We've away? We've only had what four presidential assassinations, yeah. and they've had and they've had vice presidents that were similar to them, or at least in the same party. You start splitting the party and saying, okay, when the party that's in power, if that one guy, but if that one to, guy keels but, over and dies, the other party but see, takes here's, over. But here's the thing. Here's the thing. You're not allowing for the fact that we have three distinct branches of government in that statement, and you're not allowing for the fact that partisan politics is not the same as what it was when we used to do that. Partisan politics has become much more dynamic when it's been completely separated now. Whereas before, yeah, you may disagree with this person fundamentally and you may have problems with them, but once you come together, okay, now we have to govern and we have to do it together, period. So, I don't know. I just have always thought that would be an interesting thing. I mean, can you imagine... President Trump and <laughs> Vice, Vice President, President Hillary. Clinton. Oh, my word. It would be like a sitcom. It would be amazing. Man, I'm looking at the levels over the last hour of our yes, recording. Yes, they've gotten louder. My, mine are off the charts. You yell a lot. I was yelling a lot in this episode. Yeah, you yell a lot, but I expect it. Do that. I yell a lot in other podcasts that we've done? No, not as much. But when you, you just, when you, you, you have a very. There's a certain threshold of rage that once you cross it, you just don't come down from that and your voice goes with it. So yeah. My high voice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's one of the loudest things I've ever experienced being in a conversation with you and Jess at the same time and just hearing it escalate 
to where we're we're all. I don't know that anything can be done about it. No, I'm not. I'm not saying anything should be. It's just it's just a reality <laughs> that I've, I've observed. It is That's one of the things that I wanted to get on this podcast at some point, and you have done it tonight, sir. <laughs> there we go for sure. <laughs> On that note, I don't think but I can honestly, improve on that. So I think we should. I think we should start to wrap it. I think we're good. Honestly, we're primaries. Good. Tell me that is not the best idea. <laughs> I like the Super Bowl. Super Bowl of voting. I can get behind that. And when primaries come around, you guys can all think of this and think about how much better it would be and why. I mean, I religiously vote in primaries because I'm like, I will vote my conscience in the primary and hold my nose and vote for the lesser of two evils in the general. That's yeah. always been my thing because then I can say, you know what? Yep, I had to vote for either Trump or Hillary, but you know what? At least I voted my conscience in the yeah. primary and I did my thing. Yep. Totally. And and no, the Republicans don't get off the hook. Yeah. And the Democrats certainly don't get off the hook yes. because they're both convoluted. Yes. No anyway, doubt. I'm sorry. I'm dragging this on. Well, on that note. I need to breathe. Do we have an action step? I don't know. Be nice to people. Um, no. <laughs> you <laughs> right, can you write write your representatives and tell them we should have a Super Bowl of a voting. A Super Bowl of voting. And and also and a bunch of people are writing them and they're like, what is the Super Bowl of voting? And how did <laughs> Couple people latch onto the same idea. <laughs> what is it with Ohio? No. Oh my goodness! <laughs> All right, guys. Well, we're we're wrapped up. I'm gonna go to bed. Um, I'm tired. Yes. So this this week, I I know you probably don't do the action steps. So this week, I actually do want you to do a rating. If you haven't done yes, it before, please. as soon as you click out of this podcast, before you just roll along, take thirty seconds, give us a rating. And uh, tell us it's especially fun when Sheldon uses his high voice. Yes. There we go. Yeah. All right. That's it, guys. We'll see you next week. Thanks for joining the conversation today. The Things We Say is produced by Nate Ward. Technical direction is provided by Sheldon Stauffer. You can subscribe to The Things We Say on SoundCloud and iTunes. Don't forget to like us on Facebook at The Things We Say Podcast to keep the conversation going. This has been The Things We Say. See you next time.